welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. This hour of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Call them 414-455-4451. Started today fully uh, down eight pounds uh, doing the uh, New Mail Medical weight loss program, which is awesome. Um, but uh, it is, uh, it's just weight loss in a box. It really is. You, you, you get this box that gives you, uh, you know, a tape measure. It gives you, you know, the mixing jugs and all that kind of stuff. It gives you this BMI scale. Uh, and then it gives you the website. They put in it a, uh, a, a packet in which uh, it gives you different foods and listings of things that are pretty good for you. And it's a lot of sensible stuff. But then you go to the website, and it really does give you the list of here you go. Here's here's what your weight is. Here's what you need to intake. Here's how to set things up. It's kind of like the step-by-step thing. I'm great that way. Just tell me what I need to do, and I'll do it. And uh, I'm awesome that, that way. And I'm down eight pounds starting today. So I don't know what uh, the, the next month is going to hold, but I'm I'm all for it, man. It's it's awesome getting ready for uh you know t-shirt weather. I guess is the best way to put it. But if you've got ED, the erectile dysfunction, if you uh, need uh, say some energy, so you just you, you know you're feeling down, you're feeling sluggish, feeling moody, whatever, they can help you out with that. But just you can't do anything if you don't call four one four four five five four four five one four one four four five five four four five one. That's the new mail. Medical Center. Again, the New Mail Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. Sam says, all this Rogers hate is misdirected. It needs to be directed towards the front office for wasting the career of Rogers, especially when he was in the prime by putting uh, better quality teams around him and over-relying on Rogers to just play hero all the time to get wins. Now, Prior to this, or you know, most latest round over the last couple of years, I completely agree with you, Sam. I, I agree with that. There were times where we all saw it. You know, I mean, we knew that certain players were guys. You could just see it. And you know, you look at the Nick Perrys of the world. You know, go back to when Nick Perry was an outside linebacker, and the best outside linebacker on the market being rated was Nick Perry. You know, we're all kind of like, there's no way. You're not going to do that. Come on. Come on. And sure enough, you know, they pay Nick Perry, and it was – I mean, I like Nick. He was a good guy, great to talk to, but come on. You know, but they paid Nick Perry. You know, Dayton Jones, you're putting square pegs in round holes, you know, under Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson put together a hell of a team early on, drafted the best available players. Really, a tremendous amount of homework was done. You know, and they found the right guys to all come together at the right time with the right veterans, you know. Um, But after that, it became this smartest guy in the room concept. Uh, Again, you go back to Mike McCarthy finding out about deals that were done, guys that were cut, trades that were made, guys that were signed at the podium by the media. And it was was like Ted tried to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. I'm going to fit the square peg in the round hole. Here you go. And it, it and that you know, just didn't work. And, and I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, I, you can look at a myriad of things, a myriad of things. Cletius Hunt. Absolutely. Thomas. Oh my God. Cletius Hunt. I'll never forget when he got his contract, played his ass off, got his contract, put diamonds in the spinners on his Hummer, put diamonds in his teeth and you just knew right then and there he's no he's he's made it he's got his money he's walking away 
the the work ethic to get from point A to point B and get the money is not going to sustain, you know. Um, so I, I I'm not going to say I, I think it's unfair to say that the Packers are going to be the Packers of the late '70s and '80s because free agency changed a lot of that. I think what can happen is is if you have a, a decent quarterback and then you're able to put good defense, good pieces around that quarterback, you can make things go. But you know and I know, unless, you know, you look at the quarterbacks that were in the, the, um, the you know, just the, the, the final four in the postseason, you know. You look at Joe Burrow, you, you know, you look at Jalen Hurts, you look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about superstar quarterbacks. Now, the most complete team was the Eagles. That that for sure. San Francisco went down. They had the best defense, and they built and they played that way. Uh, they caught lightning in a bottle with Brock Purdy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was serviceable. So maybe if you say Jordan Love becomes the next Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo has been to a, uh, you know been to a Super Bowl. You can get there. There's nothing that says you can't. But you have to have a great defense. You don't have a great defense right now. Um, so whether or not you're going to be successful is, you know, once Rodgers exits Green Bay, your success now comes between Matt LaFleur and Brian Goodekins and finding those players that are going to be overly successful. And the weakest link on the team being better than most on other teams. Whatever that may be, whether it's safety, corner, tight end, whatever. I mean, whatever it is. Your weakest link on both sides of the ball being better than most on the other side of the ball. So, and, and you know, I, I'll say this. It was funny because I was on uh, this morning. I had mentioned I was on with Tom Brenneman this morning on his podcast in Cincinnati. And they were talking about the winning possibility in Cincinnati now that Joe Burrow is about to get paid. And, you know, the one thing you can look at and say is it's now a quarterback-driven league, which we all know. But now with Patrick Mahomes winning this year at, what was it, 17.5% of his team's total payroll, the first time it's been done since mid-'90s, really. Really, I think I take that back. I think uh, – um, who was it was making, I think it was Brady, was making 13.5% of Tampa Bay at the time. But that was like the next highest, tied with Steve Young going back to the mid-90s. But um, Patrick Mahomes just kind of broke that glass ceiling this year. So it can be done, but it's got to be done with special players. you you got to have a lot of your guys have to contribute. And you have to understand that, you know, guys are going to go by the wayside, you know, so then you've got to say, okay, who's the best player on the team? Was it Devontae Adams? Did Devontae Adams make Aaron Rodgers what he is? You know? <laughs> We'd probably look at that this year and go, yeah, he probably did. The more valuable player was Devontae. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Would Jordan Love have won more games than Rodgers with Devontae on the team and Rodgers gone? Got, you know, Rodgers traded away, you know? We'll never know, but you can you can guess it. But um, I I tend to think that it's going to be a couple of years 
before this team is really viable again. Once you move on from Rodgers for a couple of a couple of reasons. One is obviously you got money that's tied up and you know, you're going into a kind of a lame duck year monetarily. You know, that's, that's number one. Second thing is, is it's going to Jordan love now has to prove he can win. He's proven to a lot of people he can throw the football, but he's, he hasn't proven to anybody he can win. And you can't say that. You know, even Brian Gutekind said that, that the best chance to win a game is with Aaron Rodgers. It's not with Jordan Love because you don't know if Love can win or not. So when it's time to find out, you better hope he can win. There's a lot more to, you know, being a good quarterback than just coming in, in, the, in late in the second half of a ball game and throwing a couple of touchdowns and nine complete passes against the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got to prove you can win. So we'll have to wait and see. So there's a lot of uncertainty there. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. And I know, you know, J.J. McQuaid over on uh, the Bud Light Livestream said the same thing. you got to get wins before you can get to a Super Bowl. And people are laughing at him, but it's true. It's true. you got to be able to lead your team to wins. Got to be able to lead your team to wins. Um, what else do we have here for you, Bill? I'm just I'm I'm sitting here on this fine Monday, wondering yeah. if they interrupted Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat to tell him Bob McGinn's story, just to let him stew in it. You know, I uh, that's a great question. Or do you think it, they just dep- let him sit and tell him after? I well, I'm sure they let him sit and told him after, but I'm, it just depends on when he went in. Did he go in on Wednesday? Did he go in on Thursday? Did he go in on Friday? You know, did he go in on Friday after he read that so he could then get serenity and peace? You know, I, that's a great question. That's a great question. I, I don't know. Have you seen Game of even, Thrones? I have the not. TV show? Okay. No. Well, it's a reference that, but there's a, there's a character that always says the names of the people that she wants to kill. Mm-hmm. Not to draw apples to apples, but it's like Rogers reads that story, goes into the darkness, and then for those four days, he's just saying like, uh, listing all the people that are talking crap on him in the media: Mike Florio, right. Bob McGinn, Rappaport, Schefter, over and over and right. over again. Oh yeah. Well, he's 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 always had uh, the crosshairs on Florio, and vice versa. They've always had a which I do get for the record. Like I, I Florio does traffic in the page views, page views, page views business. And yeah. when Aaron Rodgers is a polarizing character, that's what works. Right. So I, I do side with Rodgers on that side of the coin. Some yeah. of the Florida stuff can be ridiculous. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, we still got John on. Let's go to John listening to us in New Jersey. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Um, I got a question. Uh, two things. First yeah. of all, what do you think we should get for Rodgers this year? Like two number ones maybe in a player, depending on where he's going? And number two, why did Goot say at the Go Podium, you know, uh, we didn't sign him for one year. We're in it for the long haul. I know it depends on what he wants to do, but I mean, right. if that was their thinking, if that was their thinking, why did they, why is there a situation right now? That, that's the point, is that 100% agree. He said at the podium, we weren't in this for one year. We were in this for multiple years. Appreciate the phone call, John. I agree. There was never an indication by the Packers that this was a one and done. There was never that indication. You know, I mean, Gudikins, go back to the notes that I had uh, from that final presser where Gudikins basically says, um, you know, there's there's certain things we want for our money. 
you know, they, they, they just they just felt that, you know, that, you know, um, Rogers was uh, where well, I'm trying to find it here. Um, uh, I go back to where it says uh, you're talking. Hey, Brian, uh, what about the feeling of not coming back? Because it has to be a mutual desire. Gudikin said, I don't think anybody has given him that feeling. You'd have to ask him. I don't know why he would think that. Then he says, uh, I like what he's going to go through this offseason. He's going to get ready for the season. Uh, and then he talks about Jordan Love's ready to play, but we're doing what's best for the Packers. We don't know if Jordan can win yet. Then he goes on to say, Aaron Rodgers still gives us the best chance to win. Um, he said the season enders are so magnified as a to figure out how we play better in those games. Uh, he said, even with a fractured thumb, Rodgers still gives us the best chance to win. Uh, it was a long-winded answer of a lot of other stuff. Um, he said, And then he said, uh, we want all our players here in the offseason, quarterback and leaders, All we want them all in the building. We've invested a lot of money in Aaron Rodgers, and we want that investment back. He said, uh, there's going to be a little adjusting for the cap if Rodgers does come back. We understand that. But we weren't in this for only one year. Um, I'm just trying to see here. This was after this season, correct? This was a, this was the end of season presser that right. I, and I pull, I'm just pulling up the notes. Um, I still for for some reason the whole thing Clemens question about who had who gave you the better chance to win going back mm-hmm. to after the bye week when Rogers was very hurt. I still mm-hmm. like I, I I think he's just saying it. Saying it to say it, to not create controversy. Yeah. Um, Right out of the shoot, he said, uh, right out of the shoot, he said, I want all these guys back. It's just going to take some time. This year he was dealing with some injuries and a lot of moving pieces. Uh, I like the way that Aaron Rodgers led us. He was more vocal this year than he's ever been in his career. We made a big commitment to him, and it certainly wasn't for just this year. Rodgers still gives us the best chance to win. Then he goes on to talk about the feelings of being mutual. He said, I don't know. I don't know anybody in the building that hasn't given him the feeling that we don't want him back. You'd have to ask him. Um, And that's when he said, you know, yeah, we believe that Jordan is ready to play, but we're doing what's best for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers gives us the best chance to win. Now, he could have said we're doing what he could have just said, yeah, Jordan's ready to play and left it at that. But he made a point to say we're doing what's best for the Packers, and we believe Aaron gives us the best chance to win. And I've even got my notes saying he could have stopped but didn't. Just pulling my notes up. I mean, these aren't my words. These are Brian Gutekind's words at his end-of-season press conference. So that's why when all this stuff comes up about, well, the Packers this and the Packers that and what they don't, what they don't want and what they do want and, you know, on and on and on. Um, you know, I, I, sometimes I wonder where all this is coming from. That's all. Uh, 877-867-1670. And and, and Wilson, who's the the consummate hater, says, well, what is Goody going to say? Again, he could have stopped, but he didn't. There's a lot of things you can say. You know, he could have said, yeah, you know, we believe that Jordan's ready to play football. Yeah, we believe that. He could have just answered the question. But he didn't. He continued on. The same way you want to analyze Aaron Rodgers' words. 
Um, the same thing about, you know, the mutual question. He could have said, no, it's a mutual decision. He could have said, absolutely, it's a mutual decision. We want to do what's best for the Green Bay Packers. We want to see where Aaron's at. You know, we just want to, we want to wait and see. He could have said that, which basically tells you not much of anything. But instead he said, nobody here has given him that indication. You'd have to ask Aaron. Again, he didn't have to say it, but he did. You know? He said, we're not in it for one year. He made that very clear. We're not in it for one year. We expect a return on our investment. In other words, we expect you to be here. We expect you to put in the work in the offseason. He could have just said, hey, uh, once Aaron makes a decision, then everything else will just fall into place. I don't have to really talk about it until then. We want to give Aaron time to to go away and, and you know kind of recharge the batteries. All of that stuff. He could have done any of that, but he didn't. He got specific. Sometimes it's what Aaron doesn't say, and here it's what Goody did say. Um, John says, didn't all this get started prior to the season ending when Aaron Rodgers said it has to be mutual? That was when I remember doubting his return for the first time. Yeah. And then the question right out of the chute, John, was asked to Brian Gutekinds, who had not really spoken to the media other than the bye week. But that came up after the bye week when he started talking about it in Chicago. Okay? Came up after the bye week. So after that is when that was stated. But Gutekinds didn't speak about anything until the end of the year. Then he was asked right away. And he said, I don't know where Aaron's getting this because nobody here has given him the indication that we don't want him back. You would have to ask Aaron. That was the next thing that was stated. That was Aaron saying it. Nobody else. Excuse me, nobody else. So I just I just find all that really interesting. When you go back and you read those words. Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mark listening to us in Janesville. Mark, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing great, Bill. I, I love the show. I listen to you guys every day. Uh, no one's a bigger Packer fan than me. But I think one thing you're not stressing enough about the Packers, um, we're still stuck with that defensive coordinator. So I want to know how or why do you think that's going to get any better next year with that guy? I mean, it. we were horrible on defense. I mean, I can't say how bad. You, I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know how bad we were. Yeah. How's that going to get any better with this guy? Good question. I don't know. The only reason I can see them keeping Joe Barry is because of continuity. If you're going to try to run things back, you're just trying to keep things continuity wise. Other than that, there's, you know, if you're moving on and you're going to begin your, your teardown process and Rogers is gone and you're not bringing back Bakhtiari, you're not bringing back Mercedes, you're not bringing back Tanya, you're not bringing back Mason Crosby, you're not bringing back Cobb. None of these guys are going to be with you anymore. You're getting rid of Lowry. Then why not just move on from Joe Barry? I, I, that, that was the only reason I thought, well, maybe they'll run it back was because Joe, they're keeping Joe Barry and you're just keeping him for continuity's sake because things got a little better down the stretch. But other than that, I have no idea. And it certainly seemed in that presser like Brian Gutekind's distanced himself from that decision, basically saying, yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't play complimentary football. He talked about the second half of the season and the defense not helping things out early on in the season. He talked about that. So I, he even kind of distanced himself from it, basically to say, if it doesn't work out, it's not my guys. It's not the talent. It's the coaching. I agree with you. Doesn't that make you think that they want Rodgers back or are expecting him back? 
Yeah. Like, if they're going to move to love, then why don't you move to another defensive then coordinator? Move, yeah, just, yeah just exactly. Build if, it all. If, you're gonna, if you've planned on coming out of that season and saying, you know what, we know this is it. We know we're done, you know, and we're going to move on, then there is no discussion about Mercedes. There is no discussion about bringing everybody back. There's no discussion about Bakhtiari. There's no discussion about Cobb. There's no discussion about Tanyan or Mercedes Lewis and Mason Crosby and all these other guys that Rodgers would love to see back that are salary eaters, Dean Lowry, all this stuff. You're just like, no, we're going to reload. We're going to have a year in which we're going to be capped down. We understand it. Joe Barry, got to get rid of him. Get him out of here. We're going to start over. We're going to start re-piecing this thing together, retooling it, see what we got, draft the following year also for what we're going to need, and then begin to move on. Because you only want a two-year down period. You don't want to let this thing linger where it just seemed like they were keeping everything status quo for continuity's sake. Because it felt like they were going to run it back. I agree with you 100%. 877-867-1670. Give us a shot. Stay stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. getaway which uh, i got a couple of them coming up do what i did get a hold of our friends over there at uh, cruise planners now uh, they're not only cruises by the way but they do uh they do all inclusives they just they can set you something up if say you want to go to the keys do something down there you can do that so you got a weekend trip you want to put together for a bunch of friends you're all heading to vegas or you're all going to head down to you know, Padre Island or something, you want to do that. Uh, you got packages you want to do with sporting events or something. They can do all of that kind of stuff. Get a hold of our buddy Kirk over there at Cruise Planners, 262-344-0697. But they do have, like, last-minute cruise deals right now. Oh, some of these things, all-inclusives, you can find for five, four, five hundred bucks a person. Uh, then you buy the airfare, and they can package it up on top of it if you can leave kind of at a moment's notice. Or say you want to do something next year. And you want to put a deposit down and then finance it, they can do that. Call them, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. That's our friends at Cruise Planners right here in the state of Wisconsin. But you can call from anywhere. If you're listening to us in New York, you're listening to us in Philadelphia, listening to us out in Vegas, out in California, wherever, call Kirk, 262-344-0697, and they can help you out from anywhere. In the continental U.S. and uh, send you on a trip, whether it's right here in our own backyard or overseas, internationally, whatever. Again, uh, go to Cruise Planners, and that's 262-344-0697. Um, let's see here. Uh, boy, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, if you want to chime in, you can. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, i got an email here. This one's from Marty. Marty... Um, Marty writes, uh, hey, unit, the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is almost comical. People either hate him or love him. They're tired of his act, and that's what people are so disgusted with. It's not that they're disgusted with Aaron Rodgers as a because we all know he can come back and probably play quarterback pretty well. And the further he gets away from a Super Bowl, the more people are going to point the finger and says he can't do it. 
until he does. If he does it in the next couple of years with another team, you know Packers fans are going to be screaming about getting rid of him a couple of years too soon. Uh, we all can see it coming. He's either going to play well or he's not. He's either going to play for the Packers or he's not. We're just afraid of change at this point because we don't know if Jordan Love can actually win. Everybody that wants to see Jordan Love will be the first to jump on the Jordan Love bandwagon to say run him out of town. If he turns out that he really sucks, then they're going to want to fire Gudikins too, and they're going to blame it on Gudikins, Barry, Matt LaFleur, and everybody needs to go. Uh, this whole thing is somewhat comical because fans are incredibly fickle. They'll say anything, do anything, make anything up just to try to prove their point. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is nothing more than a diva irritant with a ton of talent. And that's the only reason we put up with him is because he's been a Hall of Fame quarterback for the most of for the most part of his career. So we'll give him a little more time. We'll let him make his decision. We'll all move on from there and then hope for the best. But beyond that, Aaron, but beyond that, Aaron Rodgers needs to understand where people's hearts are. They just want to win Super Bowls. They want to be competitive. And they're tired of somebody who's not like them out of the Midwest, but wants to drink scotch on a beach in Malibu, do different things from what it is we do. He's not a hunter. He's not our fisherman. He's not a guy that really hangs out in the state of Wisconsin other than sits courtside at a Bucks games just to drink his scotch and talk to the Edens girl. <laughs> uh, I think That's Aaron Rodgers I know, right? I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an incredibly talented player, but he needs to get over himself, put a helmet on, come back, be committed for the last few years of his career and what's left of it to understand where his, his legacy is actually going to lie. That's, that, it's all over the road, but that's a hell of an email. All over the road. Uh, real quick, Ken says, Unit, uh, it's my hope that Rodgers is traded, wins a championship, thanks the Packers for trading him, then he retires. I'm so sick of hearing the constant prattle from fans, uh, from fans about his personality, his intellect, his taste, his opinions. Uh, that also goes for any of the other redneck BS that he isn't a Wisconsin type of guy, which is just what we had. Uh, this reality is a product of what many refer to as the smartest fans in the NFL. Most avid, yes, smartest, not even close. And the whole Rodgers issue is proof of that. Rodgers knows that everybody in the state hangs on every word of his pie hole. And although I don't agree with the dumb stuff like saying I'm immunized after eating a bunch of effing pig tranquilizers, uh, it's his business and his life, but he's not in Green Bay to win a popularity contest. It's way before your time, but something similar, only worse, occurred with Boyd Dowler back in the 60s. Dowler said to somebody that he hated living in a one-horse hick town like Green Bay. Fans in Green Bay hated him for that. That's the difference. Rodgers has never disparaged Green Bay or the Packers fans uh, like they disparage him. He's never said, yeah, Packers fans are a bunch of uneducated, beer-guzzling fat asses either. Furthermore, anybody who honestly appraises the Green Bay Packers has to acknowledge that after 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback playing only two championships, there's a major problem with the Packers organization, not necessarily the quarterbacks. Two teams were just in the Super Bowl for the second and third time in the past five years. However, I did see that Brett Hundley is in the XFL, and I did get to watch Jerry Tag and Randy Wright play. Oh, by the way, they didn't win. The Packers are never going to win another championship until the entire stink of the last 22 years of management is gone. No wonder why Rodgers asked the Packers if they're all in because they really haven't been all in for the past couple of decades. So, yeah, I hope that Love is next year's starting quarterback so we can all watch somebody without a once-in-a-lifetime ability fail miserably in this massively screwed-up organization that was once one of the most hallowed teams in all of sports. Best Kent. There you go. That's the opposite side of the coin. And that's a great big damn right there. Both of them going for it. Damn. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out real quick, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, quick segment because we went really long in the first one. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hotel Casino, Potawatomi. Uh, they got uh, the uh, the bingo is back at Potawatomi, and so in uh, every Thursday, by the way, for the remainder of this month, you get four hundred thousand dollars in cash and prizes all throughout the month. Bingo back, Dream Dance Steakhouse is back, Canal Street Cafe back, three sixty bar back, stay and play packages available. All you got to do is go to paysbig.com. That is paysbig.com. For all the details, over there with our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Interesting stuff uh, coming in via email. Uh, Tom says, uh, Rogers knew that Love was ready to play. That's why he kept playing with a broken thumb. Three years ago, he would have been on the IR. No. If he could play, he played and played well. I mean, it wasn't like he played great. But he played well. It wasn't, you know, it depended on the way the thumb is broke. Is it displaced needing surgery like Dak Prescott's? No. But if you got a hairline fracture, you can play with that. You know, it, it can affect your grip on the football. But he got through it. Right? Um, and let's be honest. I mean, that's the reason Favre kept playing was because he knew Rodgers was pretty good. But, again, uh, Tom in and, and times are different. I understand that. But I just, you, you heard the conversation when we sat down with Charles Woodson at Super Bowl and talked with him. And Charles said, I knew. We all knew how good Rodgers was. I mean, we knew that. He said it was, there was no, there was no, it was no big deal uh, to move on from, from Brett. Because you knew Rodgers was that good. You knew that. You you hear guys in the locker room today say, you know, yeah, they they you know they got you know they got you know Jordan's back when he plays and stuff. But you don't get that emphatic. Oh my God, this guy's really good. You don't get that. You hear about well, he's got more command. He's more confident. He's grown. He's gotten better. You hear that, but you don't hear that. Oh man, this this guy's ready to go. And you heard that with Rodgers. That's my only point in distinction. It doesn't mean Jordan Love's not going to be good or serviceable. It just I'm just telling you, it's just different. You knew when Rodgers was there how good Rodgers was because you heard the guys talk about him. <laughs> and they talked about him glowingly. You just knew how good he was going to be. You could just sense it. I think Jordan Love could be good. I just don't know how good. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. You got a, you got a comment, please do. Uh, this one's from um, John. It says, uh, do you think that every team would want a commitment from Rodgers, not just the Packers, but anybody looking for a trade for him? Well, it would be different because if he gets traded, then he has to, he has to get there and commit to that early. He has to. You can't just walk into a new system and just say, I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm here. You know, whereas here, he already knows it. He already knows 
the lingo. He already knows the, the playbook. He already knows the thought process of, Aaron, uh, of Matt LaFleur. He knows all of that. But, I, you know, I think any team – take the, just the, the Jets, for example. I think if the Jets said Aaron Rodgers on the trading block, I don't think they need to talk to Aaron Rodgers. I think if he says, I'm coming back, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to play, I think they'll take him just on those words alone. They would start sending out the, hey, we'll, we'll trade you, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but – and Rodgers wouldn't have to commit – right away to them to say, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I don't think they'd have to do that. I think just, you know, the mere the mere fact that Rodgers would be a New York Jet would make them giddy. So I don't think he has to call that team up to commit to them, but I think he does have to do it to Green Bay because I think that they're looking at this saying, you know, there's we're at the tipping point. We're at the tipping point of decisions. And um, Jim says, uh, who's to say that Rodgers will even be good at the age of 40 or older? I think the only reason you can assume that is because there have been quarterbacks far played after 40. Obviously, uh, Peyton Manning played after 40, had a really good season and a bad season. The bad season is the one he actually won the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos because their defense was so good. Uh, Brady, obviously, has been the... uh, the guy that has changed the bar, raised the bar for the level of quarterback play. But the the players in today's day and age versus, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees played pretty well until his last season. Then the arm strength wasn't there. Um, but you start to look at some of these guys and you say, you know what, if you take care of yourself and you don't have a lot of big-time injuries throughout your career, you can play – for a pretty long time, you know, because knowledge will exceed your physical ability, you know, as long as you still have escapability. And I, I that's the one thing that I think Rodgers took for granted this past offseason. And, and again, if, if indeed uh, all the Bob McGinn article does and that podcast does is kind of confirm what a lot of us saw was a guy that looked a little bit slow, that looked like he just didn't work on himself the way he had the previous couple of years. And, uh, I didn't want to say it because I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he did uh, last off season. I don't know how much he worked on himself last off season. But we do know that he talked about his physical regimen uh, the prior two seasons. All the the podcast of Bob McGinn, GoLongTD.com did was basically confirm kind of what it is we saw as a possible truth. So I I I. Uh, I look and uh, I go, yeah, I, I, it, that's where he looked like he was a step slow. And now the other question is, okay, what are you doing this offseason to get that back? I would love, if he's going to be on McAfee, as much as we want to hear whether he's coming back or not, I want to hear what he's doing to get ready for the season. Because he's had, you know, what, uh, from the end of the first week of, of what, January. So, okay, so... I, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're seven weeks in. Seven weeks in now to to the off season, which doesn't seem like a lot. It it doesn't seem. It seems like it's been a lot longer than seven weeks. And only a couple of weeks, you know. Now we're past, you know, the end of the playoffs and a week past the Super Bowl. You know, so it does. It seems like it's been for an eternity since the Packers season ended. 
but it really hasn't been that long. So if Roger says, comes out, say, here next week or middle of this week and says, okay, I'm back, talks about it on McAfee on the 28th and says, hey, starting next week on the 6th, I'm back at it, then it's like, okay, Aaron, what's your regiment? What are you doing? You know, what are you, what are you, what are you going into? And if he says, hey, I'm going to do the same thing I did a couple of years ago, I'm going to reinvent my body, work on my core, work on my leg strength, I'm going back into the gym, I want to really hit it hard, I want my legs under me, I want to be able to throw, I want my platform, I'm committed, you know, I'm going to be there. Uh, you know, at the rookie mini camp right after the uh, the draft at the uh, end of April. So come on Monday the first. I'm going to be in Green Bay the Monday the first of May. I'm going to be in Green Bay. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm I'm there, man. Uh, then you know what? Who knows? Who knows? Pack Attack says you look at some of the great teams in time over the NFL. Many of them have had great tight ends. Travis Kelsey with Kansas City, Jason Witten, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Shannon Sharp, Denver, Rob Kronkowski, New England. Uh, they're the safety plug that keeps the uh, chains moving. My hope this year we pull off a better than average or a game changing tight end out there of the draft and secure a few of the other spots. Aaron, uh, you know, trade picks, and in a couple of years we're ready to go. And that that's true. You know, you look at, again, this year, Travis Kelsey was a big piece of the movement of the engine. Uh, You even look at San Francisco and what they were able to do with Kittle, you know, but they also have Debo Samuel. When you look at some of the weapons that teams have had with those tight ends, you have to have guys on the outside as well that can continue to move the chains. The, the, The tight end becomes integral when you can move the chains because of the other. You know what I mean? Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh, give us a shout. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. We'll come back. Got to get back into it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And right now, right now at Pella, uh, they are, uh, doing the deal where you can go 0% 48 months at Pella and, uh, it, but it's going to end soon. You know, you've got till the end of the month. So at Pella right now, uh, 0% for 48 months. So you can bring the uh, the beauty of the outdoors indoors, as they say. And But everything's going up. All the prices are going up and such, and they're trying to do something to help you right now, make your home more economical, more beautiful, uh, more sustainable. And in that sense, you can go 0% right now for 48 months. 0% for 48 months. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offering some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry and designed to keep the cold out and the warmth in and vice versa come the summertime. And with different innovations like the roll screen, slider windows, many different styles, colors, interior, exterior. They can do patio doors. They can do oversized doors, what they call the Wisconsin doors. They can do the undersized doors. They can change the entry hall. Whatever it happens to be, they can do it. But you got to lock in your price by the end of the month. Zero percent for up to 48 months from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855 855- Pella WI. That's 855 Pella WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Great time yesterday. Um, Got out in the battle a little bit, saw some friends, went out and uh, joined the gang at uh, Smoke on the Water yesterday. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures, but uh, went out and got some wings and uh, ended up doing some French onion soup, uh, catching a little bit of golf, 
a little bit of NASCAR out there. Uh, They've got Fat Tuesday coming up. Uh, that's the one thing about not working in a uh, in a uh, in a in a like radio station, so to speak. Like Ben, uh, would you assume tomorrow on Fat Tuesday you're going to get the punch keys and stuff being delivered to uh, the radio station? What's that? <laughs> oh my God! No, so- uh, they're they're like jelly stuffed donuts. No, what's Fat Tuesday? Fat Tuesday's leading up to Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, I I have no clue. So maybe. Okay. I'll probably miss it like I do most things. Okay. Fat, well, Fat Tuesday uh, tomorrow and Mardi Gras coming up the, over the weekend as you then get into Lent, the Lenten season, which is when the fish fries really begin to become, you know, the necessity throughout the state of Wisconsin, which is a staple. But, uh, yeah, Fat Tuesday coming up. However, uh, really cool coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. They added uh, Smoke in the Water. I was out there yesterday and... They have an event coming up where they have the Murder Mystery Theater, and which is kind of cool. And I, I got to check the schedule because I don't know if we're, we're free for this, but they've got a Murder Mystery Dinners that are coming up. It's going to be a, uh, a Friday, Saturday, and then a Sunday, like a matinee type of thing. Uh, three shows, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's uh, The Sunday will be the brunch. But they do the Murder Mystery Dinner and Brunch. Uh, it's going to take place at Sloppy Joe's. So if you're looking for that, find them over on Facebook at Smoke on, or excuse me, at Smoke on the Water, not Sloppy Joe's. Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi, and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we, I, I'm just trying to check my schedule to see if I'm going to be around because I'd love to do this. But if you're looking for it, uh, I, supposedly they're they're awesome and the actors and fa- are fantastic. So if you're looking to do something like that, kind of cool on a Friday night, Saturday night, or on a Sunday brunch. So we'll uh, we'll see you out there most likely, but smoke on the water, sloppy joes as well. Good old fashioned Wisconsin bar right here in our own backyard. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Yeah, that's the thing is, is we got uh, Fat Tuesday coming up, and once I went from the standalone radio station, your typical radio station, um, you know nobody knows where to find us. So which is fine because Fat Tuesday, I don't want to get fat on Fat Tuesday. Uh, but Fat Tuesday coming up, you know, it used to be that you'd walk in the door and, you know, you'd have Greeby's Bakery or our friends from Bell Ambulance, uh, Jim Lombardo and those guys, they would send over the punchkeys and all that stuff. And you'd walk in and it was just this boxes and boxes of this stuff. And you'd kind of keep it around for a couple of days. It was awesome uh, back in the day. It was fantastic to walk in on a Fat Tuesday. So cool. But I can't believe you didn't know what a punchki was. Yeah. How, I- long, how long have you lived in Wisconsin? Six years? Five years? Holy holy crap. You don't know what a punchki is? Holy man. Is that bad? It's like it it, it sounds rather that's, not. Yeah, not that's kind of like going to Philadelphia and not knowing what the hell a cheesesteak is. I don't know about that. Really? It is. Yeah. A punchki right. in well, this state? Yeah. Here's the thing. I also don't like donuts. I okay, I could well, not then you're tell probably, you okay. the last time yeah. I had a donut. Okay. I might have been like eight or nine. Okay. Eight or nine years old or 89 days ago? Eight or nine years old. <laughs> no, I like bagels. Like, oh, okay. I don't, I, I, well, bagels are an East Coast thing. Absolutely. I get it. I don't like the bagel, sugar bagel. with, the, with the, the substance. You know what I mean? I'd rather just gotcha. have a, a bagel. Gotcha. Okay. No, I understand that. I can go along with you there. I get that. But yeah, people here do try to guilt me into eating things at times. Mm-hmm. And honestly, right. I might have been offered uh, w- w- whatever they're called. And I've yeah. I've politely declined. 
So, yeah. It would be the same. I mean, you know, you can go, uh, you know, Poonchki in this state, you know, but if you want to do the everyday thing, say in comparison, I think there's things like, you know, it'd be like coming to Wisconsin and not eating a broad or not eating cheese curds, you know? That, that, that's yeah, kind of that kind of thing. Before. Yeah, the brats and cheese curds are probably more sustainable on a daily, like cheesesteaks are. So, But in this state, you just know what it is. You just know what it now is. Now I do. There you go. All right. Another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 